Hello, and welcome to the Landis Cooperative Experience podcast featuring the bull bear banter. We all know that markets often behave in a way that can't easily be explained. The bull bear banter is our best effort to digest the noise of the marketplace. So thank you for joining us. Sit back, relax, and let's talk about the markets. Hello, this is Cheyenne Dunham, and I'd like to welcome you to the October 30th episode of the bull bear banter. Tom Guinan is joining me and is going to give us an update on this week's markets. Tom? Well, sure, Cheyenne. December corn was unchanged today, closing at 3.98.5, but that is down almost 21 cents for the week. March corn futures ended at 4.03 and a quarter, up one and three quarter today, while losing 17 week on week. January beans added four and three quarters today to end at 10.56 and a quarter, dropping almost 25 cents for the week. March soybean futures were up seven and three quarters today, putting them at 10.48. That's down 19 and a half this week. Please note that the March futures are now about $0.08 less than January soybean futures, while November 2021 futures, which closed at $9.71 today, are off about $0.85 from the January timeframe. So for our big story this week, the obvious big story is the drop in prices for both corn and soybeans. As Tom pointed out, the biggest losers were the front months, so that was December corn and January soybeans. So the spreads to months further out have moved back out a bit. Several things combined to push us lower this week. Concerns about the resurgence in coronavirus impacting consumption, as well as concerns about the upcoming election impacting broader macro markets and spilling over into the grain markets. However, the one thing we want you to continue to consider is the volatility in these markets. Trading at or near the top of any market is treacherous. For further confirmation, take a look at what the stock market did this week. We know it's easy to just put bushels in your bins and forget about them for a while. However, we're going to continue to encourage you not to do that this year. The carry in either the futures or cash markets don't support that strategy this year. For now, there is a little carry in corn for delivery after the first of the year and into the spring. We're encouraging the use of futures only contracts for bin stored corn. And we urge you to contact your local grain marketing advisor for more details on this topic. For soybeans, we think you should be placing some cash offers for delivery during the early part of next year, for January or February delivery. Holding on to beans too long could be disastrous. And with that, let's discuss other items and prices as we move into the bull bear factors. Well, Cheyenne, despite the drop this week, we do have several bull factors for corn. Export inspections dropped last week to 25 million bushels, which is quite a bit below the 35.9 million the previous week and also the lowest of the year. However, as we'll discuss in a few minutes, the real reason was because soybean shipments were extremely large. This 25 million bushels of corn was almost 10 million more than last year, which is another reason we're going to keep it in the bull column. Export sales also continue to be very strong relative to last year. Last week, we saw 88.3 million bushels sold, which is the highest for the marketing year, and above the previous week's strong sales of 72 million. Total commitments are now 1.204 billion bushels compared to 449 million at this point last year. Interestingly, there were no sales specifically tied to China last week, but there were more than 30 million sold to unknown destinations. Mexico was the largest specific destination, buying almost 20 million bushels. We continue to be concerned about the weather issues worldwide, with La Nina potentially impacting South America, as well as prolonged dryness in the Black Sea region and ongoing issues in many wheat-growing areas of the world. And also, according to some news reports, there are starting to be more inquiries from China about shipping ethanol there. 
Even though this may not be a huge boost to the entire ethanol industry, every little bit helps. If or when China decides to plunge further into using ethanol, then we should expect decent support for the corn market, whether they import ethanol or import corn to do that. For our corn bear factors, U.S. harvested acres were estimated at 72% complete versus only 60% last week, 38% at the same time last year, and a five-year average of 56% complete at this time. Iowa came in at 78% complete versus 65 last week and 23 last year with an average of 45% complete. Illinois is 80% done, Nebraska is at 76% complete, Minnesota is at 72, and Indiana is 62% complete. All of these are well ahead of last year. Illinois and Indiana are close to their five-year average, while Minnesota is 25 points ahead and Nebraska is 30 points ahead of their average at the same time. U.S. ethanol production improved to 277 million gallons last week, which was up from 268 million the previous week. This was still more than 6% below the same week last year, however. Ethanol stocks dropped a little, hitting 823 million gallons versus 828 the previous week. Gasoline demand continues to be a concern as well. Last week's demand was 12.7% behind the same week last year, while the previous week showed a decrease of more than 13% when comparing year over year. The five-week period before those two weeks was tracking around 7% behind the same period last year. Taking a look at crude oil, crude oil futures continue to be under pressure with December futures down more than $4 this week, or 10%, leaving West Texas Intermediate below $36 per barrel. And finally, we're going to continue to highlight cash prices for Ford months. This week, July corn futures are worth about $0.08 cents more than December futures. But this is simply because December futures were pushed down harder than all of the other contracts on the board. Earlier this week, that spread was about one or two cents. So if you're trying to get a carry locked in for future delivery, that is easier to do today than last week. But if and when futures rally, we'll most likely see it in December contracts first. As far as the bull factors for soybeans, as we mentioned earlier, export inspections were extremely strong last week at 97.9 million bushels. This is a new record for the marketing year, well ahead of last week, and about 40 million bushels more than this week last year. This now puts us at 527 million bushels for the first eight weeks versus about 297 million at this point last year. Export sales dipped again last week to 59.5 million bushels, and while that is a marketing year low, total commitments to all destinations are now 1.726 billion and are also more than 1 billion bushels ahead of this time last year. Soybean planting in Brazil did improve last week to 16%, up from 6% the previous week, but still behind the 31% we saw a year ago, and 28% on average. Please note that some areas are doing much better than this. The Brazilian state of Parana, for example, reported 61% complete versus 66% on average. That's up 29 points this week. Soybean meal continues to be relatively strong, but December futures did lose about $7 a ton this week finishing the week just below $379 per ton. For our soybean bear factors, harvested acres were estimated at 83% complete nationally at the end of last week, which was up from 75% the week before and 57% the same time last year, 
comparing that to the five-year average of 73% complete at this time. Iowa hit 94%, which was up from 90 the week before, 61% the same time last year, and a five-year average of 72% complete at this time. Minnesota is 98% done, North Dakota is 97% complete, Illinois is at 90%, and Indiana is at 82% complete. And finally, we're going to continue to highlight the inverse in soybean futures as well as cash prices. While the spread narrowed some this week, January futures are still the highest price on the board. Our cash bids also show an inverse for future deliveries. Please make sure you take a look at your local bids for price comparisons. On our what to watch for in upcoming events, daylight savings time ends Sunday, so don't forget to fall back an hour. The next USDA WASDE report is scheduled for November 10th. And finally, the Landis annual meeting will take a little different format this year, with several scheduled around the area for early December. And members should keep an eye on their mailbox for complete details. And now for Tom's take. Hopefully, this week's action in corn and soybean prices served as a wake-up call for anyone with unpriced bushels. Whether they are in the elevator or in your own bin, we hope that you find some time to pencil out just how many dollars are currently at risk for your operation. Just a quick calculation of total unsold bushels times the current prices, less freight consideration, is a good place to start. Then do that again in a couple of weeks. How much does the move of a dime down cost you? Calculate it down to a penny movement if you want. Either way, I think it's worth the time it will take to put it all into perspective. With corn dropping about 20 cents this week and beans being off about 25, if you were to cash out everything today, what would that have cost you? I once heard a well-known marketing expert say the best thing a person can do to get better at marketing grain is to increase the number of times per year that they sell grain. If you're used to selling four times a year, try to increase that to six times per year. Ultimately, what they have found is that the operation that sells 10 or 12 times per year is much more successful in the long run than someone that sells four or five times per year. If you can also add in that dollars at risk calculation once or twice a month, it also increases the potential for better success. Thanks for listening. That's all we have for you today. We appreciate you joining us for the Bull Bear Banter. If you'd like to contact us, you can send a tweet to at Landis Co-op or drop an email to podcast at LandisCooperative.com. Our tagline is bears make money, bulls make money, and pigs just go to market. If you have any questions regarding grain marketing decisions, please reach out to your area grain marketing advisor. We want to thank you for listening, and we'll be back with you again next week. 